Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Chirpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joey. I want to ask how you're doing. But I know how you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 90% of my life is in boxes. That's how I'm doing. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I'm I'm learning how much I don't need is what I'm learning. Okay. That works then. That works. It does. It's a perfect time of year to have all kinds of turmoil and uh, upheaval in your life. You know, we didn't do the holidays last year because we were too tired from moving. And so we were like, yeah, we're going to really do it up this year. And then not so much. <laughs> you are creating a new tradition and I don't know that you like it very much. No, but that's all right. <laughs> it's, always, it's, it's worth it. Yes. You know, I mean, that's, that's the thing is that you've got to recognize that while it may be inconvenient and uncomfortable and icky in the moment, it is a means to an end and that the end is totally worth it. You know, you get there. And you, you try not to bitch too much along the way and you try not to get into your victim self because, you know, it's very easy to go, well, what was me? Wah! Right. Yeah. And that doesn't actually help. It actually amplifies the, the ick and it actually makes you more upset. It serves no purpose. So just, you know, stay in the state of, yeah, things are a little bumpier than I'd like right now. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm not calling uncle yet because, you know, it's not horrible. It's just, you know, not great. Right. And I was like, yeah, okay. But the, the good news is that when I get there, I get to have my new house 
and my hot tub, which for the last 15 years has been my definition of success is having my own hot tub because it <laughs> would mean I own my house and I had enough extra money to buy a hot tub, right? That's, that's what success has been defined as for me. I get to be like, yay, I'm successful. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, a little, little bump along the way, no big deal. Life goes on. And that ties in well, I think, possibly to what we're going to be talking about today, which is along the lines of that things can get bumpy, but it's all for the greater good of your your own journey. And we're talking about spiritual awakenings. Yeah, yeah. What's been happening is that I've been getting so many communications from people through Facebook and online and, and people setting up discovery calls and, you know, just any, any number of ways in which people have been connecting to me. And they're all coming in going, weird shit's happening and I don't know what to do. And I don't, uh, I don't know that I want to be this person, <laughs> but I kind of <laughs> think it's cool, but I don't know what to do, but I kind of think it's cool, but I don't, I don't want people to think I'm a freak. There's just this theme of people waking up and, you know, suddenly they can talk to ghosts or they're channeling or, you know, they're, they know things that they have no right to know, or, you know, any number of things are having prophetic dreams. And I just, I wanted to talk to people about this because it does just sort of wake up for some people. It just like, bang, it's right there. And you're just like, oh my God, now what? Right. And I get this from a lot of people who are listening to this podcast. So I, I kind of feel like the podcast is drawing that particular group of people. And so I felt like it was time for us to have this conversation so that if you are not one of the people who have reached out, but you're still having that experience and you're like digging through the podcast, trying to find an answer, I thought I would just give it to you here. <laughs> I thought that might be, be nice and kind. So, you know, a, a spiritual awakening is basically where you suddenly stop being oblivious to the spiritual world in some fashion. Okay. I say stop being oblivious because we've always been connected, right? right? And we just, sometimes we convince ourselves better than others that we are not connected. And so, you know, the, the awakening process can be subtle or it can be extreme. There seems to be, based on the feedback I'm getting, it seems like right now is a time when a lot of people are having that experience of the more extreme awakenings. Those can be quite disorienting. Yeah. Being able to know how to navigate the process is useful. When you're waking up, the first thing I want to tell you is nothing happens without your permission. So if ghosts are talking to you and they won't shut up, you need to know that you have the absolute right to kick them out of your house just like you do anybody else. And politeness is not required. Okay, well, that makes the movie Ghostbusters kind of a, a farce now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ghostbusters was never really based in reality in the first place. You know, the movie Ghost is closer than the movie Ghostbusters. Right. <laughs> but, you know, when she would tell people to stop, they would stop. Right. When when uh, Otome, Otome Brown right, yeah, would tell them to stop, they, they finally did stop. And that's what I want to say is that if you are not happy with what is happening, you can tell it to stop. So we'll start with that. But be careful that you don't just shut it down. Right. Because if you shut it down, it's harder to get it to open back up. 
So the fear piece can be a big factor because if you tell something to stop while you're afraid, you could shut down your abilities in a way that would make it very difficult to get them to open back up again. Because fear is a powerful emotion and therefore it is a powerful turbocharger. And therefore, anything that you fuel with that fear is going to be really solid. So if you say, I don't want to see ghosts ever again, and you put a lot of fear behind it, and you're really solid in that commitment, you can shut it off entirely. Yeah. My mother did that. That's why she raised me in the New Age movement is because she scared herself and she shut it down with her fear and she never got up to open back up again, no matter how hard she tried. What I would say is if you want it to shut down, just get out of your fear before you do it, mm-hmm. unless you want to shut it down permanently, in which case that'll do it most of the time. Okay. The second thing is there is a, a moment in this work where you come to a realization that you are no longer normal. And the sooner you accept that you are no longer normal, and that is just what is, the happier you're going to be. Because the, the more time you spend trying to convince people that you're not weird, the more effort you're going to waste. I want to stop you there for a second, because I think that w- there was something okay. really important in what you said. You said that you need to accept that you're no longer normal, but then you also said, stop trying to convince yourself that you're not weird. And I think that people equate not being normal with being weird too often. And I think that that's an important thing you just said there. Just because you're not necessarily following what is considered perhaps to be mainstream by societal expectations of today, it doesn't mean that you're weird. And I think that's important. Well, I am weird. (laughs) Well, you are, but that's different, Kelly. (laughs) And I say that out of love. (laughs) You know, I I tell most people, I'm like, if you're not weird, I'm really not interested. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I spent a lot of time, for me, it was, and, and this is what I'm hearing from a lot of other people too, was I really wanted to have these gifts and I really wanted to be this person. But I didn't want people to stop taking me seriously. Yeah, And there's a way in which the woo-woo stuff makes people sort of write you off. Yep. Or at least that's the perception that you get. Yep. And the fact of the matter is that I'm very grounded and I'm very solid and I'm very, you know, I have a lot of things about me that are non-woo-woo. And I didn't want to lose my credibility. And so for a long time, I just sort of like hit out in the spiritual closet. And so, you know, the thing that I've learned over the years is that the number of people who suddenly love you and think you're amazing because you're woo-woo far exceeds the number of people who no longer take you seriously. And if you are serious enough and grounded enough in everything else you do, they generally just consider you eccentric and they keep continue to communicate with you. Right. You know, with the obvious exception of the, you know, extreme Bible thumpers who've decided that you now truck with Satan. (laughs) So (laughs) you can't do anything about those people. Right. You know, there are going to be people in life who like you and people in life who don't like you. The more you show your true self, the more people are going to actually like you and not somebody you're trying to pretend you are. It's the ability to show your authentic self. That is what draws people in. 
Yeah, I posted something on Facebook a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago. I'm often getting the phrase, Kelly's the real deal, mm-hmm. which evidently is a catchphrase that I didn't know. But then they're like, they want to be the real deal too. And so they try to be quote unquote spiritual. Yeah. You don't become the real deal by trying to be spiritual. You become the real deal by digging into your own self, getting to really into the, the muck of it and, and learning how to love and accept all of who you are. Mm-hmm. That's what makes you the person that people go, wow, they're the real deal. Because mm-hmm. the basic premise is you don't have artifice. You're just who you are. Yeah. And it is what it is, right? And there's no manipulation that's necessary of others to make them like you. Because you like you. Right. And so if you like you and they don't like you, well, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but that's really the challenge there, right? And right. that's that's really what a spiritual awakening is going to bring you to, is to that journey. Yeah. The ultimate spiritual journey is into yourself. I know it sounds like, oh, it'd be great to talk to my guides and, oh, look, I want to work with the crystals and, oh, amazing, I want to be this medium that can translate for people and, you know, I want to be of service to others, which is where most people, especially the people who resonate with me, tend to go is I want to be of service to others. But you can't be of service to anybody until you really are know and love and trust yourself. Right. Okay. So while I want to spend a little bit of time talking about the fact that you've never heard the catchphrase real deal, we're going to, we're going to bypass that for now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're going to, for now. Have we'll, I been living under a rock? I, I think you might've, I think you might've a little bit, but we'll, we'll, we'll spend another episode on that maybe it's some happened. other time. <laughs> but I, I do want to ask you, We've just talked a lot about how a lot of this journey is getting to know yourself, but this journey of getting to know and understand what it is that you're going within on, there's an effect that it has on those who are without, specifically the existing relationships that you might have, loved ones, family, friends. What happens there when something like this goes on? Well... The answer to that is it depends. If you step onto a distinct path of personal growth, and I want to I want to identify this as different than waking up one day and seeing, you know, visions or whatever. I want to split this into two parts, okay? Okay. There's the waking up and seeing visions or, you know, having channeling or, you know, all this other stuff that we'd talked about. And then there's the choice to explore yourself more fully on a spiritual path, right? And those are distinct and separate things. The waking up at the visions and stuff like that, if your partner is open to it, then generally it's okay. If your partner is not open to it, then you could have issues around, you know, losing respect and being mocked and things like that, or, you know, them telling you that you're trucking with the devil if they're super religious, and in which case that can be a challenge for the relationship. Yeah. It's very much about whether or not the other person's on board. I remember when I told my dad that I was practicing Wicca, he was like, you know, they burned people up there in Massachusetts for that 300 years ago. <laughs> and I said, what's your point, dad? They used to feed you guys to the lions 2000 years ago. What, what's your point? <laughs> you know? 
and and you know his point was that he didn't want it to be the case but he wasn't going to tell me that because you know he knew better right it did not bring myself and my father closer <laughs> Just, <laughs> and we were not closer as a function of it my mother however was super excited she loved it so i think it just depends on the the person that you're interacting with whether it's a friend or a family member or a partner or a child or a parent or whatever right on the spiritual development side it is more significant because there's the credibility factor piece that we talked about on the woo woo side but on the self evaluation side when you start on a focused and directed path of personal growth and i want to just talk about romantic relationships in this for for a moment because that's the most significantly impacted one okay your partner either has to take the journey with you or it is very likely you will leave them behind it can happen that you can take the journey without them coming with you and be okay with it but most people aren't okay with it what happens is that most people especially those of us who are control freaks yay <laughs> <laughs> We try to drag our partners along with us and go, look, you would be so much better this way. And wouldn't that be fantastic? And they go, no, I don't want to grow. Leave me alone. And, and then suddenly it becomes this power struggle over who's going to win the, the growth challenge, right? If you can allow your partner to remain who they are and not become dissatisfied with them for not growing with you, then you can continue to have a relationship with them. If you can't, and they don't want to grow, the relationship will eventually peter out and end. And that goes for any sort of transition you go through in your life. If you're expecting yes. everybody else to believe in what you believe in or feel or experience, you're, you're going to be setting yourself up for some heartache there. Yes. And this is one of the things that people have to come to terms with when they start doing this sort of work is that the people that you are with right now in your life are people who are there because they're at the same level of spiritual development that you are. And they're there because they resonate with where you are. As you grow, they will do one of two things. They will either grow with you or they will try and hold you back. And the reason they try and hold you back is because they don't want you to leave them and you growing forces them into a position of either letting you go or feeling compelled to grow with you, and they don't want to. And the cognitive dissonance that's created from that causes them to try and drag you back to be the person they've always known you to be because that's who they're comfortable with. And so you have to come to terms with the fact that if you start doing a regular path of personal growth, you're going to go through fallow periods where you have let go of all of your old friends and you haven't yet made the new ones. And that's a theme that will follow you in your life over and over again as you go through this process of up-leveling. Right. Each time you bring in the new group, they take you to the next level. There's a lot of crossover here to other aspects that people may be sharing about changes in their lives or changes in their lifestyles that go with personal growth in general, uh, not just spiritual awakening, but anything that you're opening up to your loved ones about that may be different than you shared before. Yeah. There's a lot here that comes to acceptance and understanding that you're looking for. And also you need to give it to them as well. Well, and another piece that that happens is that, and, and this is the hardest one to say because it sets people up for a problem. So I'm going to tell you what the problem is. 
Okay. And I'm going to tell you, oftentimes people will go into a personal growth process and what they really want is they want the other person to change. Right. And they'll start taking classes and then sharing the information with the other person in the hopes that the other person will change. And that's not how that works, whether it's your partner or your parents or whatever, right? The only way that you're going to get a different response from the other person is if you become another person that's interacting with them. Mm -hmm. So if you behave differently, if you are someone different to them, then you will elicit a different response, theoretically. Right. It doesn't work all the time. Right. And you can't guarantee it and you can't count on it. And it's not a good reason to do the work. Trying to change someone else's behavior is not a good reason to do work on yourself. It is you not. need to do work on yourself because you want to be different, because you want to feel differently. Exactly. Because you want to take the journey. And then sometimes as a consequence of the journey you've taken, you behave differently, you interact differently, and therefore sometimes no guarantees, somebody else will behave differently back to you. But what I find more often is that people start the journey with the intent of trying to change somebody else. And then they end up getting frustrated because they didn't really want to do the work for themselves. That's very, very true. And that's important because you can't force somebody else to make the change and you can't base your change off of what you want from somebody else. It needs to be for yourself. There's what needs to be for that. Right. Awesome. Well, this is a lot of good stuff, a lot of very deep, impactful stuff. And you're saying that people are noticing this and they're feeling this and you're getting a lot of communications about it right now. Yeah, it's been it's been an interesting journey. I'm seeing a lot of people waking up, which I'm attributing to astrological changes or, you know, we're hitting some sort of tipping point energetically. I don't know. But something is happening that's causing a lot of people to wake up. I saw it start to happen. I saw the emotional awakenings start to happen right after the 2016 election, mm -hmm. where so many people were upset and felt out of control. And so they started to say, well, I can't control the outside world. I'm going to control my inside world. Right. So I saw a lot of emotional awakenings from that. Now it's more of the spiritual awakenings. And so I don't know if it's the same people. <laughs> it could be. Could be that the emotional awakenings took a couple of years to percolate and then they're they're resulting in the in the spiritual awakenings. Yep. Or it could just be that there's an, another wave of energy coming through that is creating the spiritual awakenings with all of the downloads that we were talking about in the last episode coming through. That could be part of the cause. But a lot of people are having these, you know, woo-woo wake-ups. I should patent that. Woo-woo wake-up. <laughs> <laughs> love that. That's cool. But they're having these woo-woo wake-ups and, and it's bringing them into a different state of awareness. And so, with that, it, it comes with its own challenges, right? Yeah. So, the one thing I really want to leave you with on, on this topic is don't try to control so much, specifically other people's perceptions. No matter how hard you try, you really can't. So, the sooner you give up trying, the, the happier you will be in life. Release control says the control freak. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't teach it if I didn't need to practice it. <laughs> Let go or be dragged. Let right? go or be dragged. Yes, we talked about that last time. That is perfect. <laughs> well, I am going to encourage all of the people who listen to this episode to go back and listen again, but this time maybe with a notebook. <laughs> 
<laughs> because you gave us a lot of information in this episode that I think is going to help people, but I think they're going to have to go back and hear it a second time because there's there's really good stuff in there, and it goes really beyond uh, even the initial question is is the impact of spiritual awakening. It's just the personal work in general and how significant that can be. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, th- again, I say I say this a lot. This is the type of stuff that happens when you ask questions in the Facebook group, the Spirit Chirpa Podcast After Party Facebook group. You ask questions in there or you reach out to Kelly and, and ask the, ask your questions. It turns into a Spirit Chirp episode. I mean, cow. That's pretty fantastic, right? Looks great for me. Yep. <laughs> Helps keep the content alive. Thank you for keeping the content alive. <laughs> so go in and join the Facebook group. You can find it by searching Spirit Chirpa Podcast After Party in Facebook and join the group. You can catch up with a lot of the people who have been guests on here. You can ask your questions. You can interact with the community, which is a huge important part of the work that you're going to be doing that we talked about today is finding your tribe. And that's a lot of what you're going to be able to do there in that Facebook group. Yeah. There are people who have said to me that they're really grateful for the group because there isn't anybody around them who is of a mind for this. Right. And so having access to the group is a great way to create that community. Absolutely. And if you like what is going on here on Spirit Sherpa, then we ask that you subscribe to the show and you rate it on whatever podcast listening application you're using. We would greatly appreciate that. There's there's lots of ratings coming in, and, and they're all very wonderful, and it gives good feedback to the work that's being done. Yes, thank you so much. If you're one of the people who have rated already, we really appreciate you. All right. Now, I was going to ask you if you had anything to wrap up with, but you already did, so I'm not going to ask that again, unless you had something new. <laughs> no, no. No, I, I just anticipated. Yeah, that, well, you, you, did. you did. You did. You've learned. 70-some episodes will teach me that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right, folks. Well, that is all that we have for this week. But be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Chirpa. So long, everyone. Spirit Sherpa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. That's Kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Production. And my love and my life and me. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you 
feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.